0: One two, is this on? Ha. Yo, Jimmy, hit me
1: with that Triple H. Yeah, you let the
2: music keep playing. They stepped on Yo, tell me who's timing it now? You've forgotten.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year. Wrestling News Live. of wrestling radio the trade dog we will never use the words shit fuck, God, fuck, Jesus fuck, or any other racial or
2: sexual slurs and JJ sexay I did not I repeat I did not sleep with that young intern as a matter of fact I was up all night
0: wrestling news live The fans by the FA. That's right.
2: The franchise is back.
0: Wrestling News Live.
2: Demanding more respect from you starting now.
0: Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and J.J. Sexy.
3: All right, guys. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of wrestling news live right here on the sns radio network we're rocking the shoutcast tonight no UStream in the house of course i am mr money on the mic jj sexy just 24 hours after being removed terminated if you will from Ustream.tv. courtesy of our good friends at world wrestling entertainment And I got to be real honest, people. I'm still pissed way the fuck off about it. On that note, I do believe joining me on the line, he is the host of Wrestling News Live.
2: (laughs)
4: I guess we future-endeavored Ustream.
3: I have officially told them to fuck themselves. I'm done (laughs) with Ustream.
4: Oh, man. I tell you what, it's amazing to me. I I listened last night to, uh, of course, Sunday Night Showdown, but uh, I also had the pay-per-view going as well. That is an entertaining thing to do. I I urge the the masses, the most of you that listen to the show, if you have a way of watching the pay-per-view and still listening to Sunday Night Showdown, you can turn down Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler, trust me. (laughs) You're going to be more entertained by Sunday Night Showdown than you are the pay-per-view commentary. And sometimes you'll be more entertained by Sunday Night Showdown than you will be the entire fucking pay-per-view.
3: Which was the case last night.
4: I mean, I, I, I gotta admit, I've been very busy today. I have not read anything on the, the internet about the pay-per-view and the fact whether it was you know liked or uh, disliked by the masses. I'm gonna assume everybody's on the same boat we are and thought it was a sham. Um, I will say that in the company's defense, they did do a good job with Raw tonight to, to make up for.
3: Uh, yes and no, but once we bring Josh on, I think we can, uh, we can sound off on that a little better. But, uh, you know, I, I sent an email off to Ustream today. Tomorrow I'll be uh, trying to get a hold of someone who, uh, I guess, monitors pay-per-view streams and whatnot for World Wrestling Entertainment. Because, again, I would like to know what copyrights I infringed upon. Unless they have copyrighted myself and everyone on my show, I would love to know what I did wrong last night that got me booted from Ustream.
4: Well, I was listening when it happened. The only thing I can think of is Ustream, Justin.TV, and so many of these other sites are so inundated with cease and desists from the WWE that they don't even take time to listen to what they're being told to cease and desist. They just look, oh, it's wrestling-related, boom, all right, done. Because if they took the time to listen, they would realize that you guys aren't playing anything illegal.
3: You know what? I think it might have been the fact that Harmony pretty much telegraphed uh, the main event last night by saying that she predicted Daniel Bryan would be making his return to the company about an hour before it happened.
4: Well, and I don't don't want to steal any of Harmony's thunder, but we had talked about, you know, when they had two box open on the team how great it would be if he could fill one of those but she did call it last night i heard her call it um but by the same token wwe fucked up and released the information before the main event anyway so why do they care
3: yeah exactly no you're right uh you know what it's it's fucked up but the bottom line is we do have shoutcast i'll check and see if there's something else that we can start implementing as well other than the shoutcast stream but for now i think knock on wood. We're going to be okay as far as the Skype and death drops go.
4: I think that this will be better. I really do. I think that. in in, in, in the the annals of time, I said anal. <laughs> the annals of time. Is it annals or annals
3: of time? It depends on who you talk to.
4: Uh, um, to be non-pornorific, the uh, history of wrestling news live. Um, we've never really had good luck with UStream. We we did a little stick on stream didn't like it, went back to Shoutcast. Um, Shoutcast has always been good to us, so I have no problems with us sticking strictly to Shoutcast. And you idiots in the chat room, <laughs> they're typing out anals and annals, but you can't tell the difference because they're both spelled the same.
3: Yes. That's uh, vaginal. Uh, no, it's anal. <laughs>
4: yeah. Let's not get off on the wrong foot this early in the show.
3: Yeah, we're, we both got two left feet and fucking ugly shoes. We don't want to do that.
4: Yeah, let's try not to do that tonight this early.
3: You know what? I guess on that note, we'll talk about the pay-per-view a little later on in the broadcast. But with that said, I do believe that our official Raw Recapper is on the line. Welcome to the show, Josh Pedra. Josh, in the house.
1: Yes, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Great. JP,
4: I actually want to let you know that... You know, not only, I'm not saying it, I'm just letting you know that I actually did read your column this week, and I'm glad I was able to inspire you.
1: Well, thank you, Trey. Um, Yeah, basically my idea for the column came from uh, what you said about wrestling fans, and I shared the same sentiment, so I just wrote about it. I was
4: really more surprised that you could take anything as inspiration from last week's show, but I was glad to be a part of it.
3: You know, all of a sudden, guys, I feel, I feel the need to play some Bette Midler Wind Beneath My Wings. <laughs> Is that wrong?
4: Did you ever know, JJ, that you were
3: my hero? And everything that you wish you could be?
4: Yeah, I'm using a new microphone, so let me know if it starts
3: to sound weird. You seem like you were a little close to the mic earlier, but uh, you seem like you're fine now. You sound all right.
4: Okay, so now we have number three in the chat room since 1030 asking, where's the show? We're keeping a running count, by the way.
3: Yeah, tonight's going to be an interesting night because we're going to have people like, "Where's the show? Why is the show not on the air?" As soon as as soon as Charles Shane gets back from uh, his trip to SummerSlam and Raw and the THQ press event this week, I'll get with him and we'll uh, we'll fix the website up and have it to where as soon as you log on, you'll be able to access the Shoutcast without any problems. So, bear with me, folks. Unfortunately, this was the weekend my webmaster was corded off to THQ. And the WWE's, you know, big SummerSlam weekend, so
4: I think I'm gonna have to fire Curly. I gave Curly a job to do tonight. His only job tonight was when somebody comes in the chat room and asks where's the show, that he direct them to the right place and he's not doing that. So I'm gonna have to pick somebody. I'm gonna you know what, CJ? I know you're listening. CJ usually has his shit together. So CJ, if you're listening, then you now take over the role of telling people where to go. And that's the shout cast, not to hell.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't take my job away tonight. Please.
4: Let's go ahead and we got a uh, lot to get to tonight. Let's go ahead and get neck deep into this uh, WWE Raw recap.
1: All right. In this Raw recap, um, basically was about matches tonight there was a lot of uh wrestling matches on the show tonight and very little segments but it did give a very nice flow to the show and it clicked very well and uh the biggest segment started off monday night raw with the nexus uh of course <laughs> they lost at SummerSlam uh yesterday and they basically gave the message that there's gonna be more suffering for the roster and that this was just a temporary setback. This, of course, enters John Cena. And uh, Cena proceeds to cut down the members of the Nexus in a rather humorous manner, with a couple of highlights being Heath Slater being the Wendy's girl, and Darren Young confirming that Cena's mother had a lusty affair with Buckwheat. So with a little comedy aside, uh, the GM, as always, is the buzzkill and announces that we're going to have a continuation of SummerSlam throughout Raw tonight, as Nexus will be taking on Team WWE in singles matches, and if anyone from Nexus interferes, there's going to be some repercussions. And uh, if if anyone from the Nexus is victorious, they're going to be exiled, as ruled by Wade Barrett. So the GM chimes in again after that's being said, and Nexus members will now get to choose their opponents, except for Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett is going to be facing Chris Jericho in our opening contest, which Wade Barrett does end up winning after countering the Codebreaker with The Wasteland in a fantastic match to open up Monday Night Raw. So, great segment to open the show to get the crowd pumped. An excellent match between Jericho and Barrett, and Nexus is now up 1-0 over Team WWE.
4: Now, is anybody else as big on Wade Barrett right now as I'm starting to become?
3: I like Barrett. I'm, I'm pretty high on the kid.
4: He's got that pompous asshole thing working, you know, but he's doing a great job in the leader role for Nexus.
3: Well, he comes off pompous because he's British.
1: Right, right, right. They're all fucked up over there anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unlike the WWE, we are not, PG.
3: No, no. You know what? And and when I posted Summer Scam, I made sure and note that there was a lot of colorful language and it wasn't for children. This show will probably be the same way at some point. I, I promise you.
4: Somebody started a thread on the message board over at WrestleZone entitled Summer Scam.
3: They must have listened to my show last night because I I pretty much announced it was called Summer Scam. Pretty
1: soon it will be trending on Twitter. And speaking of trends, we have an actual guest host this week, ladies and gentlemen. actually have three of them. Jason Sudeikis, if I said his name right, uh, I don't really care. (laughs) Justin Long and Charlie Day come out. And I knew after, two
3: out of the three of them, anyway. I knew one out of the three.
1: You just I do knew that one guy for being the Mac guy.
3: Yeah, Justin Long.
1: I think I saw him in, uh, was a Die Hard? Um, the newest one, whichever one that yeah. was, Lift Your Die Hard. And I think that's the only movie I've ever seen that kid in.
3: Oh, my God.
4: Oh, he's, in, he's, he's in a great movie where he makes up his own college. I don't know the name of the movie, but they make up their own college for losers. And, and it's a good movie.
3: He's in a lot of movies, man. I mean, he, he's got he's, a
4: smoking hot chick in it.
3: He was in uh, The Breakup with, with Jennifer Aniston and, uh, what's his name, uh, Vince Vaughn. He's been in, like, tons of fucking movies, man.
4: Oh, yeah, he's been in a lot of shit. Eh, I mean, he's not as popular out. as Shamalama Ding Dong, Guido Hardy.
1: No. no. But oh, then who is? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, we have to actually get a contest going for that, name Jeff Hardy's kid. We have to do something I, for that.
4: I've got, I've got an idea. For a contest that I want to talk about later on. But we're also going to reveal information tonight on how you can join this year's Wrestling News Live Fantasy Football League.
1: Woohoo! I take the Patriots. You dumb. I son know of the bitch. rules. I know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, posted that in the so- chat
4: room, and everybody's talking about, talking about I'm taking the 49ers. I'm taking the Eagles. You fucking idiots.
1: Uh, Anyway, after some uh, random useless banter like we've just had, uh, they introduce the Hart Dynasty. Uh, The GM chimes in and announces something pretty interesting, that the Unified Tag Team Championships are no more. They will now be known as the WWE Tag Team Championships, and we get new belts being presented by Bret the Hitman Hart. And uh, I really wish that the camera would have uh, at least given a close-up of the belt, because from a distance, it kind of looked like oversized pennies.
3: I I tell you what there, Josh. Uh, Go to WrestleZone. There's an exclusive photo of the replica belt of this particular uh, new set of belts that they have. Basically, what you're looking at are two Gladiator helmets on the main plate that says Tag Team Champions. And I got to admit, I'm not a big fan of these belts. If anything, you should have used the SmackDown belts they made back in 2003 when they started up the SmackDown tag team division because they're reminiscent of the old school uh, tag team championships that the likes of the Hart Foundation and the British Bulldogs and all the major tag teams in the WWF history wore and and I'm not a big fan of this if anything if they were going to make any new belts why the hell didn't you make a new WWF championship or excuse me a WWE championship and get away from this stupid fucking non-spinning spinner belt piece of shit.
1: I know, J.J., that uh, the segment was presented by Brett Hart, but there's no need to imitate him there.
4: Well, I gotta be honest with you, I missed the whole thing, because I was staring at Natalia's
1: tits. <laughs> I was staring at her ass. I know what you were talking about. They
4: were, they were about to fall out of that shirt, and I'm not kidding you. She is one tasty piece of ass. You know, I don't care who's listening, because I know that you're close to them and all, but still.
3: I, I, did, I did hug her one time, and, and she kind of fell out of her, her shirt. It was kind of fun. Good times.
4: Well, that's because you're J.J. Sexy. Well, oh, exactly. The most interesting motherfucker on the planet.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't yes. always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to wrestling news live. So, that's yeah. my story. I'm sticking to it.
3: Well, like I said, anyway, I'm not a fan of these new belts, but moving on.
1: They look like, you know, when
4: you could crush a penny in those little things, at the store where you can put a penny in and it smashes the penny. That's
3: what it looks like. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it would have been nice to have a up-close look, and I'll definitely check out WrestleZone. But up next, we do have our first official Raw match with Daniel Bryan after his uh, firing. He takes on Michael Tarver. And uh, in this match, um, Miz and Riley come out and actually distract Bryan Danielson, or Daniel Bryan, whichever you want to call him. And uh, this leads to Michael Tarver getting a roll-up for the 1-2-3 But what happened after the match was Daniel Bryan did a suicide dive out onto Miz and Riley. Tarver joins in, though, and becomes a 3-on-1 beatdown before uh, Daniel Bryan takes a disgusting-looking, skull-crushing finale on the briefcase. I mean, if there was not a hole in that briefcase after that move, I would be shocked. They nailed that perfect. I mean, absolutely, 100%,
4: couldn't have been any better.
1: Absolutely. And I know the chat was complaining that they're burying Daniel Bryan. No, they're not. I just want to put that out there. This is going to get Daniel Bryan over. And, and face it, once the match happens, whether it's at Night of Champions or in the future, Daniel Bryan's going to be your new U.S. champion. And this is a great setup for that.
3: And, and you know what? I hope that when that does happen, I hope that Daniel Bryan comes out and says, you know what? For the longest time, people who've held this title have not defended this title, have not made this title important. But with me as the champion, I will defend it You know, every show. I, I will defend it more than I have to and show that this title means something. Because you know what? They need to bring that back to the mid-card titles. Both the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title are a fucking joke.
1: They are. And actually, not to sound like a cheap plug, but that's what my column's going to be about tomorrow is elevating your mid-card titles to actually make them mean something like they used to in the past. Because I agree, the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title right now are absolute shit. I mean, they don't mean anything. They're just a prop for a wrestler to hold, and there's no storyline behind them anymore. It just seems as if the WWE is saying, well, we need a match on pay-per-view for a belt. Why don't we just throw the U.S. or IC title on there, you know, and build something, you know, generic over to the- you know, the weeks leading up to it. So it's pretty much an afterthought at this point and it needs to change. Agreed. Definitely. And uh, speaking of The Miz and Daniel Bryan, they did have a segment backstage where they pretty much just put over the history between them to catch fans up to speed in case they missed Daniel Bryan's exile from the company. But the more uh... important thing here. <laughs> yeah. And the more important thing here is that Darren Young announces that he's going to be facing John Cena tonight for his chance at redemption but before we get to that in our main event we do have our third match which was scheduled to be justin gabriel against uh brett the hitman hart however the gm chimed in saying that he disliked brett hart and didn't want to see him compete on monday night raw ever again so they found a replacement for brett hart which ended up being randy orton and uh orton was about to hit an rko to end the match on justin gabriel when sheamus came out and uh They brawled through the crowd, which ended in a count-out victory for Justin Gabriel. However, once Orton saw that he was counted out, he hit the ring one more time and delivered the RKO to Justin Gabriel anyway. And after that, Orton kind of lost it here. He grabs a steel chair and just goes to town on Sheamus. If you thought the beatdown that Bret Hart gave Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 26 was disturbing, this was far beyond that with the steel chair. And, of course, they didn't finish there. They just uh, went ahead and let Randy Orton RKO the WWE Champion, thus making him look like complete shit again. So, you know, he's supposed to be the face of the company, Sheamus. I mean, he's the WWE Champion. When you hold that belt, you're supposed to have the company on your shoulders. You're supposed to be the advertising campaign for the company. And ever since Sheamus <laughs> got that belt, for the first time and the second time, the WWE had made him look like complete Utter shit! How are we supposed to believe that Sheamus is your ww champion when he gets his ass handed to him on a fucking weekly basis? I'm sorry, but this pisses me off.
4: Well, yeah, but you you notice that Sheamus on the SummerSlam poster was about an inch tall. <laughs> I mean, he was barely even on the poster. You know, I know,
3: I'll say this: as far as sheamus's character, in my opinion, he is a throwback to a classic wrestling heel. A cowardly wrestling heel. He's a bully to guys that he knows he can beat up on, you know, a la the NXT Season 2 guys. And he runs from the actual competition, guys like Randy Orton and John Cena, and gets the win, you know, through nefarious means. He is a throwback to a classic heel. It bothers me to a point, but at the same time, I understand where they're going with this. Fella. Fella.
1: Hopefully there is some light at the end of the tunnel because to me, this is getting old. And I would like to see something different out of WWE creative other than, all right, it's a new week. Let's find another way to make Sheamus look like a complete and fucking tool.
4: Well, I mean, you either get it one way or you get it the other. You either get a completely dominant champion that everybody gets tired of or you get this kind of a champion that everybody gets tired of. I mean, it's a catch-22. There's no way for the company to really win. It's true. Yeah, I mean, if the if the, if the if the champion comes out every week and squashes everybody, all uh, Goldberg or Brock Lesnar
3: or John Cena. you know
4: whatever John Cena, you know, then everybody bitches about how indestructible they are. But then when you have the champion that you know has to cheat to win and gets made to look like an idiot week in week out, people bitch about how he's not strong enough. So it's I don't know where they find a happy medium,
3: you know? Because I mean, the whole point of the the Orton program. Is for the face being Orton to chase the heel, who's the champion, which is Cena or uh, Sheamus? Excuse me. Um, and, and that's that's kind of the way that they're going with it. I mean, obviously, Night of Champions might be the last match these two have for a while. I mean, by this time next year or the year after, for all we know, Sheamus could be the biggest face in the company. Uh, you know,
4: I, I saw a sign in the crowd tonight that said Aussies love Cena. Mace, is that true? Do you all do you all love Cena? Oi!
3: I hope not. I'm not not loving him too much after that hole in the ceiling last night, but we'll talk about that later.
4: Yeah, because I I know where you're going to go with that, and God forbid I argue with you, but we'll go. We'll see what happens.
1: All right. Yes, and uh, we might actually see that hole in the ceiling open up later tonight, Um, but before we do that, we have another match, Skip Sheffield and David Otunga going against the tag team of John Morrison and R-Truth. And this was your basic tag match. Um, they got rid of uh, Arch truth off the ring apron, and Skip Sheffield hits a very stiff lariat on uh, John Morrison to pick up the victory. So now the Nexus is basically clean sweeping at this point. Um, but nothing really special out of that match. And speaking of nothing special, we do have a six Divas tag team match. Uh, Melina Eve Torres and Gail Kim against Maurice Jillian Hall and Alicia Fox. The Heels win after Jillian Hall hits a powerbomb off the buckles on Eve. And that was your piss break for the evening. And moving on to the second to last match, Heath Slater against Edge. An interesting concept to this match as Heath Slater approached Edge backstage before the match asking if Edge could win by forfeit. Of course, Edge refused. Heath Slater popped him. And all of a sudden, we all think that uh, Heath Slater's going to lose because of his interaction with Edge. But... Heath Slater actually wins this match again via count-out. So we have two count-out victories for the Nexus so far tonight. But this one wasn't um, as obvious. Uh, They played it off as if they didn't really pay attention to the referee counting. Uh, It looked like Heath Slater was more or less concerned about dodging the spear more than getting a count-out victory. He rolls back in right at the count of nine, and of course Edge gets the ten count and loses. So... A lot of controversy in the chat room when that happened, saying that booking two count-out matches didn't seem to fit. But the way they booked this one, I think it worked a little bit better and keeps the Nexus alive. So they're still clean sweeping at this point.
3: And, and that's, that's a big problem with me, that all these matches that the Nexus won tonight were either count-outs, quick little roll-ups because of distractions. You know, again, it defeats the purpose of them last night being handed their asses We had a two-on-one situation where John Cena was getting the living shit kicked out of him. And again, that hole in the ceiling. And by God, Super Cena's back up and fucking gets the pinfall on one guy and makes the other fucking tap out and takes his team to victory. But yet tonight, in all these matches, we're seeing that the Nexus is booked as very weak. The only way they can win any kind of matches is if somebody interferes or if they take advantage of a countout. To me, that was fucked up really fucked up
1: yeah it may have seemed fucked up or fucked up rather but like i said it didn't seem as obvious as a win via a count like they did with uh uh gabriel and randy orton uh this one just seemed to kind of fall in place so to speak so yeah i do agree that two countouts on one show um, does screw over the kind of uh ending you would want to make the nexus look strong but at this point at the card uh it seemed to be a running theme and i believe they might hopefully quote unquote and knock on wood if i had any um to uh possibly do something with the nexus as far as this is concerned they might who knows next week on raw we might see the same thing go on where we lose another member of the nexus and they're starting to look weaker and weaker and possibly see the cracks starting to form in the breakup of the nexus uh, or they could do a different direction who knows but it looks like to me that they're showing weakness in the group and that the cracks are starting to show. We may see the breakup of Nexus pretty soon.
3: Well, and I see that point, but I mean, seriously, whoever's booking this shit, and if it's who I think's booking this shit, he's a fucking idiot. I'll leave it at that.
1: All right. Fair enough on o- that. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see if the ceiling opened up because next is our main event. It was uh, John Cena taking on what CJ Bowman has quoted Don Cena, and uh, of course John Cena does end up winning the match here tonight, but... The ceiling did open up, ladies and gentlemen, because we were looking at almost a third count-out victory for the Nexus, and right at the count of nine, Cena went from dead weight to Superman back in the ring, and all of a sudden he became dead weight once again. For that split second, the roof opened up, the sun shined down, you know, he turned on his Pokemon DS, got his superpowers, opened the Pokeballs, and Cena str- just slid right into the ring and went back to selling, so, yes... Lightning, sunshine, roofs, holes, whatever you want to call it, can strike twice because it did.
3: Absolutely, it did. I, I'm just, ah, I'm so fucking tired of goddamn Super Cena. Every time I turn around, the guy gets thrown through a fucking light by the big show and still manages to make it to the show the next fucking night. You know, the guy can get his ass DDT'd on the concrete floor, can still manage to find the strength to get out of the way of a 450 splash hit an attitude adjustment, and then make fucking Wade Barrett tap. Really?
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand uh, Cena's trying to be pushed like the uh, new version of Hulk Hogan for this generation's kids, but there's got to be a limit because you still have us, you know, in our 20s, 30s, you know, however old we are, however old our chat room is, we've, we have we um, have something called a matured brain, and... This kind of insults our intelligence a little bit. I mean, I'd hate to say it, but this isn't believable. Hey, hey To see a guy get pounded over and over again and just pop up like nothing ever happened is just ludicrous.
3: Hey, Vince, once again, this is JJ Sexay giving you some free advice here. Why don't you put John Cena's picture on the fucking cover of Wheaties and try to sell cereal? That way all the kids to eat the cereal think that they're indestructible and that they can jump off the fucking monkey bars and beat up everybody in their fucking school. Because nothing says Wheaties like John Cena on the cover.
1: That would be one hell of a marketing campaign. It would. But um, after the match, though, after Super Cena went through and destroyed and ate up Darren Young, the Nexus surrounds the ring and lets Cena leave. And uh, they do their typical beatdown on Darren Young, kicking him out of the Nexus. And that is what ended Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. That's what went down tonight.
3: Now, I will say this. I was very impressed with Darren Young in the match. I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Darren Young's jobbing out. You know, he's going back to FCW now. I think Darren Young, if utilized the correct way, could be a, a pretty major babyface. And as far as selling, that kid's, that kid's got it down.
1: Almost well, definitely. He looked fantastic in the match tonight. And if anything, even though he's gone from Nexus, he's proven that he's earned a spot on this main roster. Uh, he did a very solid performance tonight, and I was very happy with what I saw.
4: Well, if the Nexus storyline now they're down to six, if it continues, and it obviously will that they they did what they did tonight, um, I could very much see you know uh, through the next six months, eventually Brian Daniel Brian Danielson and the and the Miz will come to a head and be over with, and then I could see you know brian danielson getting involved in a program with the nexus to where he needs a partner and you could shave the head off of the hair off of young and bring him back with a you know totally repackaged as a solo guy there with brian danielson to help take out the nexus who left him for dead
3: and on the plus side when john cena you know leaves to film movies all they have to do is really kind of color darren and, and maybe make him cut his hair and he could be a stand-in for john cena on raw it's true it's true
1: it it's is damn very true indeed <laughs> and cj bowman just sent me a message uh reminding me to point out something that no matter how funny cena was tonight in his opening promo the line of the night from monday night raw came from a fan in the audience during the beginning of the edge match where a fan got a little too close to the microphone and we could hear him say we loved you in the brood we remember
3: <laughs> nice
4: Very, Very nice. nice indeed Good good show I thought, you know As far as entertainment value I was thoroughly entertained all night long And I was surprised a couple times And, you know, I was really shocked That the Barrett-Jericho match Went the way it did So, I mean, I, I, I thought it was great tonight
3: Well, you know, I thought Barrett and Jericho Did a really good job in that match I wasn't a big fan, though, of tonight Maybe it's because I'm still highly pissed off from last night and I've got a bad taste in my mouth but I don't rank this one too high I mean it's not going to get a failing grade from me but it's certainly not going to get a, an A or a B rating from me that's for sure
1: well since we are on the letter grade segment um, what would you give it JJ
3: I'll give it a C plus
1: C plus okay how about you Trey well it's not every week the great Collie
4: says butt ugly I'm going to give it a B plus
1: B+, plus, and that's going to be my uh, grade as well. Well, I thought everything did click uh, fairly well on this from a storyline standpoint, they did book the Nexus a little too awkwardly to make them look a little too weak. So with that, it wasn't A- throughout the whole show, but the overall booking of the Nexus made it slip a little bit to a B plus. but still by far a much better raw than what we got last week. And uh, so they did a solid effort, so they get a B- plus from me.
4: All right. Well, there you have it, your Raw Recap. Do all your shameless plugs, JP.
1: All right, this edition of the Raw Recap was brought to you by the Wrestling Den, a column you can read each and every Tuesday on from com, the official news source of the Sunday Night Showdown radio network and the provider of the Batcave for that fucking foreign kid, Crowley. Crowley, Crowley too. That foreign kid. The foreign kid. (laughs) foreign kid. (laughs)
3: That fucking foreigner.
1: i hasn't invaded
3: the show yet. Oh, he wanted to. He he wanted to be on Skype before you guys even called in, so he could hear listen to the show. I'm like, I gotta fuck with that. I don't want my I don't want my Skype to be dropping people because you're on the show.
4: Fucking foreign bastard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> on that note, I swear
4: I swear, during the day, wherever he lives, he has he, he sets out with a big cardboard sign that says, "We'll talk wrestling for food," and have. As a cup that people throw money in so he can afford to pay for his internet connection.
1: So he's like the British version of Lodi, except he's not holding up a use me sign.
4: Pretty
3: much, yeah.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't suck cock, I don't think.
3: (laughs) Well, let's hope not. You know, one of these days, Krelly's going to take over the world. Just mark my words on that one.
4: No, the fucking foreign kid's going to be our next president.
3: No. He's got a more legit birth certificate than Barack Obama, so why not?
4: And I'd, and I'd vote for him over Barack Obama, so hey, that tells you everything you need to know.
3: And at least, at least Crelley probably wouldn't let him fucking build a mosque at the Ground Zero site.
4: Don't get me started on that, please.
3: Brother, I'm in Canada, and I'm still irate over that one.
4: I mean, I could do a three-hour show of nothing but hatred and venom for the fucking towelheads. Oh, now, don't do it. profiling us. We'll tell your people to quit fucking up shit over here in America, and we won't blame you, stupid motherfuckers.
3: That's true. Quit hijacking planes and running them into buildings. We won't have this problem.
4: Yeah, I could do a whole two or three hours on that and and the anger I have for those bastards.
3: Not to say that everybody of Arabic descent is a bad person, Trey.
4: Well, I'm going to say about 90% of them are until they prove me otherwise. Ow. Wow.
3: Well, if you're listening listening in Arabia, we're sorry for the comments made by the Trey Dog.
4: I'm not. Fuck off. Quit blowing our shit up. You're lucky we didn't turn you into a fucking parking lot and put a Walmart out there. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> On that note, it's time for the first commercial break of the evening. JP, thanks for stopping by, man. I look forward to reading your column this week.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. And uh, I get to lower my riot shield now. So, yeah. Have a great show. I would
4: blow them all up and fucking let God sort them out.
3: There you go. I'm pretty sure there's not going to be 100 virgins waiting for you at the, the pearly gates there with Allah. But anyway.
4: Hey, you. Go in there and blow up that building. And when you blow up with it and come out, we're going to give you 20 virgins. And they do it because they're dumber than a box of assholes.
1: Allah Akbar. <laughs> you
4: fucking idiots.
3: All right, guys. On that note, we're taking a commercial break. We'll be right back with more wrestling news live right here on the SNS radio network.
5: Hey, this is Santo Loco. And you are listening to Wrestling
2: News Live. 187 and his passive. We keep it hardcore, like a 187, keep it hardcore. LAS is a weapon, keep it hardcore. So count your blessings. 5158, not even the best with. Put my flag over victim. Not getting enough TNA wrestling. It's time to join TNA Video Vault.
5: TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today.
2: I have sales in my head! They me, they understand, they talk
3: to me. Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring
0: as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires.
5: Interviews with Summer Pro Wrestling's biggest stars.
3: Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from
2: past and present such as Ministry of Slam Monday Night Mayhem In Your Head
5: WrestleCast Sunday Night Showdown Wrestling News Live Between the
0: Ropes RVD Radio WrestleCast and Talk Radio and many others If you can't get enough Mad Mania climb into the ring with audio wrestling -wrestling www.audiowrestling.com and check out all the real voices of
5: wrestling radio audio wrestling keeping you tuned in since
2: 1996
4: Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day
0: in the life of Ric Flair.
2: Woo! Rick, take out the trash! Today! Right here, you gotta beat Ric Flair! Rick, are you wearing that robe again in here? Woo! I told you, no one wears it in here but me! Woo! 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 Rick, the dishes aren't done! Get the dishes done, Rick! To be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying woo right here! I'm the man! Or I'll show you who's the man! I'll kiss your boots if you can do it! Woo! That's it,
4: pretty boy. It's on now. We got a twenty-two deuce. That's a domestic disturbance on at seven-seven Street. This has been a day in the life of Ric Flair. Brought to you by Wrestling News Live.
2: Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, B. the Million Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price.
0: Everybody's gonna pay.
2: You want some? Come get some. You're either next us or you're against us. Stop! Awesome! Get out of my way. All it's gonna take is one RKO. WWEshop.com, the
6: home of official WWE merchandise. For a limited time only, WWE Shop has reduced prices on all T-shirts. Pick up your authentic Top Rope Basics tees while this special offer lasts.
4: With WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com Your one-stop shop for all the latest news and rumors in the world of pro wrestling and cutting-edge editorials By former WWE announcer Kevin Kelly and former WCW announcer Mark Madden An extensive forums board for the casual wrestling fan. Stop by and sign up to chat with knowledgeable wrestling fans Get in the zone with WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now here are your hosts, the Tray Dog and JJ Sexy of SundayNightShowdown night showdown.com
2: You can't see me, my time. In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off. My
0: money stacked fat. Plus, I can't turn the swell off.
3: All right, guys, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live. Myself. Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexa and the one, the only, the Trey Dog. But I think joining us on the line, we have Nick Paglino of WrestleZone.com. Nick, what's going on?
5: Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on the show again.
3: Yeah. Well,
5: well,
4: well. Long time no speak, my friend.
5: I know. It seems like forever, right?
4: I was because you're so damn busy. You're like the hardest working man in wrestling news.
5: Right. I was going to say, I'm the hardest-working man in wrestling that's not actually in wrestling. Yes. <laughs> and if you're like the rest of us, you're the hardest-working
4: non-paid.
5: Right, exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so your thoughts on Summer Scam, as my partner so eloquently put it last night?
5: Oh, boy. You know, it, it's like, you know, the the... I actually thought everything was going great until the la- I never really thought that a three-hour pay-per-view could be ruined in, what, 36 seconds? Uh, you know, I remember back in the day when Jake the Snake Roberts hit a DDT on Ricky the Dragon's steamboat on the outside on the concrete, which put him out of action for about six months. And last night, uh, John Cena was able to recover from it in about three seconds. And in that short period of time, he took out two Nexus guys and won the match. And, you know, I really thought it was a great match, and Nexus was looking really great. And then they went and they ran that ending, which gave Raw then the unenviable task tonight of, you know, having to somehow get the heat back that was killed last night for the Nexus, and they did an even worse job tonight. So I don't know right now whether I'm more disappointed in the outcome of the main event of SummerSlam or what they tried to do to get Nexus back on track tonight during Raw.
4: It's almost like it was written by two different, completely different writing teams. Yeah, in a way. And it's it's, almost like each team was trying to sabotage the other
5: team's work. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, 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 look, it feels like, I mean, really I think what happened tonight is, you know, booking the Nexus the way they did in these singles matches, you know, it really exposed the fact that, aside from, you know, say Wade Barrett and Justin Gabriel, I like his work in the ring, he, he needed to develop more on the mic, really aside from those two guys, there are no stars in Nexus. You know, individually, these guys are, are, are green. You know, Otunga, he stinks. Michael Tarver, he stinks. Darren Young, he stinks. You know, Heath Slater. I mean, with that Wendy's joke with Edge and John Cena tonight, they killed Heath Slater. That guy's done. I yeah, mean, that's he, all. That's all you're ever
4: going to hear. Talk. I mean, you're, yeah, you I think? Mean, they, they I mean. We're still getting Watt chants in 2010. That guy yeah. will never – he'll never wrestle anywhere that they don't chant Wendy's.
5: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it really shows you that if these guys aren't a group doing the group attacks, which nobody really wants to see anymore, there is nobody on that team. You know, I, I, was, I was thinking earlier tonight, you know, if they, if they really wanted to save Nexus right now, You know, maybe what they would do is continue with this weeding out of guys like they did tonight with Darren Young. And maybe take a couple of the promising guys from NXT Season 2, like Caval and, and Alex Riley and McGillicuddy, and maybe put them in the Nexus group. And then maybe it would have some legs as a group of guys that look good individually, Because I tell you, tonight, man, they looked weak. What was Michael Cole putting over throughout the entire show that Nexus is stronger than ever? And every one of those matches ended in a fluke victory. Not one of them made Nexus look strong tonight.
3: Exactly, and that was my big bone of contention tonight, is that every one of those matches, those guys pulled out some lame-ass victory, whether it was a count-out, whether it was a quick roll-up due to uh, a distraction. You know, to me, you completely killed them. The fact that they didn't go over on Team Raw was ridiculous, that John Cena would come back from that. You're absolutely right, Nick. That was one of my big bones of contention, that... There must have been a hole in the Staples Center last night because the sunlight shone down on a prone John Cena and Kal-El raised up and Super Cena had his way with the remaining members of the Nexus. It's fucking... It's laughable. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of Super Cena in 2010. I'm uh, The gimmick's it's done. So cool. It's you
5: know, re- who, who are we supposed to believe is a credible threat to WWE and John Cena? And And, and you know, remember back in the day... When credible threats lasted for months and months, maybe even a year, how long has Nexus even been around? And they're already done?
4: I know. It's, well, we it. talked about this. We talked about this a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, about how, you know, as a whole, these guys are great. But shit, anytime you put seven people on one, you're going to get a, a beatdown. But we wanted to know what these guys could do individually. And apparently, the booking committee has no faith in them because we saw what we saw tonight.
5: Yeah, uh, you know, and so it's really where you go from here because, I, I, again, I, you know, one of the possible ideas is, you know, if you're noticing, I don't know how you guys read this, you know, Michael Cole is really getting on the heel bandwagon. You know, of course, he loves The Miz. He hates Daniel Bryan. Uh, he was totally putting over Nexus throughout. I mean, maybe the idea here is that he's, you know he's he's trying to say he's trying to take the heel route, and we know that really what he's saying isn't true. But you know I don't think anybody really tends to listen to him that much to care. Um, and and you know if if how
2: can you make
5: the claim that Nexus is standing strong when they the only thing they did was go over against one of their own members. I mean, it, it, it was just—it was ridiculous tonight. I really don't understand. I—I've I, never seen. You know, I think heading into Summerslam, they had a great, great amount of heat going into the pay per view. I thought even the match up to the very end was very back and forth. They looked really strong, and in that last thirty seconds of last night and on tonight's Raw, I think they've effectively buried Nexus.
4: Yeah, I don't know. Short of getting rid of members and adding credible people to them, which makes no sense for the storyline to begin with. Other than that, or maybe, you know, like you would mention, bringing some NXT2 guys over. I don't know what they can do at this point to even make me care because I, I thought about this last night at, at work. I thought, you know, every. Every time we see a Nexus attack, of seven or six on one, we're going to know in the back of our mind all it really takes to get rid of them is, you know, six credible WWE guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> once the odds, or, or once, you know, or once the Kevin odds Cena. are even, they're screwed. Yeah, or one John Cena.
3: Oh, well, actually, one John Cena and one Daniel Bryan. Who else eliminated yeah. anybody in that match other than Edge?
4: Uh, John Morrison
5: eliminated somebody. Did he? Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho eliminated Heath Slater, I believe.
3: No, that was. I think that was. Uh, he hit the. I think he hit the code breaker. No, wait. Maybe he did. That was Skip Sheffield. I guess he hit that on. You
5: know, but but still, I mean, you know, it it, it the, the match it, it it came down, you know, to to being again about you know, and it, this is the way this whole thing was sort of set up too, is it was John Cena against the Nexus, you know, and. And I like the fact that, you know, because, you know, you had that sort of uh, face, that small, that short-lived face turn that Chris Jericho had during the match last night, you know. Um, and, and eventually you knew he sort of had to go back to being the heel. So all of that made sense, you know.
2: And I,
5: and I really actually thought everybody looked very strong. No one was really made to look terrible in that match. Right. Until the very end. I mean, Cena just can't. I mean, he. It's not like. It's not like he recovered from the DDT. He didn't even sell it at all. And you know, was the most disappointing to me about that is, you know, we all have been watching wrestling so long that there's there's really not much that you say. Oh, my God, over anymore. And that DDT was a true Oh, my God moment. I mean, that looked pretty wicked to me. That was a nasty-looking DDT. Well, it had a hell of a thud, too. What's that?
3: There was a hell of a thud when he hit it, too.
5: Oh, it was amazing. And then to see him no-sell it like that? Was just a complete show. Just a, he completely ruined that spot, you know.
4: And for those and, of you that, that uh, for those of you out there that didn't see the DDT, and you watched Raw tonight, it would have been the equivalent of Daniel Bryan getting up from the Miz face planting him into the briefcase and just popping right up like his alarm went off and it was time to wake up.
3: Well, you know, yeah. To take a cue out of the WWE's pages right now, they're really good about no selling this shit. I remember. Uh, what was it, about a month ago on NXT Season 2, The Miz came down and hit Lucky Cannon with his skull-crushing finale on the briefcase. And about ten minutes later, they're doing this challenge where they have to do this obstacle course, and there's Lucky Cannon doing the obstacle course challenge like nothing happened. I mean, it, it's a WWE booking thing. I mean, they I don't know what the hell is wrong with them. They have completely lost their fucking minds.
5: Yeah, you know, you you you, you just gotta there's got, they gotta pay attention to these kinds of details. I mean, you know, you you can't, you know, and 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 really, you've got such good, you know, I think Nexus has such a good thing going. At least, you know, at least if, if for no other reason than if they build a credible main eventer out of Wade Barrett, which I think he definitely has a future as a main eventer, and if they build a solid mid card talent. And a guy like, you know, a Justin Gabriel, who I think is unique, even if they only, even if they achieve just that, then they've done something good out of the group. So, so why go ahead and do something like this? You know, I mean, it's you're you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot and I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I, I've got to believe that somewhere in the back of their heads, they feel like they're doing something right by booking like this, because I can't believe they would ever actually consciously make bad decisions for the company. But I just don't see what purpose, especially tonight, serves, you know, in, in making the Nexus seem, you know, I mean, are are, are you afraid of these guys?
4: No. Not. No. It's almost a catch-22, because you you'd think to yourself, well, maybe that they've got the, you know, overall outcome of what's going to happen with this book way in advance and they're just saying let's just get through it and get to that or they don't know where they're going and so they're booking on the fly and either way it's not working out
3: no it's not
5: yeah they gotta reveal something huge you know and you know what it's funny because we were even talking about this not too long ago i mean you know what do you want to see here happen you know do you want to see uh oh, Triple H be revealed as the guy behind Nexus? No, because then that takes the focus off of all the young talent and puts it right back on Triple H. So, I mean, it, it, they're really going to have to do something crazy here. I mean, maybe Daniel Bryan uh, at some point turns on WWE and joins the Nexus. I mean, they're going to have to do something unexpected and, and and that's why really at this point, I mean, you know, I think as far as standout guys go and, and you guys tell me if you agree or not, I think there are some promising guys on NXT Season 2 right now. I like Alex Riley. He looks solid on Raw tonight. I like McGillicuddy. I like Husky Harris. That guy really impressive. He's agile. You know, he doesn't look it, but he's agile. He's got a nice offense. Uh, he's got a good look. Um, obviously Cabal, we know is, is, is very talented and you know, I, I I like Percy Watson. He, he cracks me up. His gimmick is so ridiculous.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is that wrong?
5: Is that wrong of me to say that?
3: No, 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 it, it, no, it, it, no. Not it's at all. not. It, it's not. In fact, I like, I like Percy too, but, uh, I don't know. I, I just kind of think he's a real man's man. If you know what I mean?
5: Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> but you know what though? I'll tell you this he's a lot more entertaining than say Orlando Jordan. You oh, know what I mean if they're trying to go that route with the ambiguous type character, hey, it's a, it's unique, you know what I mean and the guy's funny, you know. So, I don't really have a problem with it. You know, I think he's a, I think he's a, a pretty good character coming out of NXT because, you know, this is the biggest problem I think that NXT has had. They're not creating any characters. All these guys are the same. I mean, you know, what what is the difference between Baron Young and Michael Tarver and David Otunga and Skip Sheffield, these guys are all the same. I don't see any difference in any of them, you know? So I, I guess at least with a guy like Percy Watson, he's got a bit of a character to him. Uh, but, you know, well, i at this point, for my money, you, you, you weed out some of the, the, the talent in, in Nexus, and maybe you throw some of these NXT Season 2 guys in there. But like you said, Trey, if you do that, then you're just totally defying the logic that they set up tonight on Raw.
3: Well, I want to tell you something. This, this is kind of, in my mind, this is how I kind of saw things being booked. Now, granted, obviously something something may have fallen apart here, but if you remember, there was a time in the spring that Dwayne Johnson was talking about coming back and doing something this summer with the WWE. And that did Uh, not that did not come I mean he he said this in interviews that he had something special planned. I I remember that now. Okay. Honestly, what would have really shook the business up is if, say, instead of Daniel Bryan coming down, if John Cena would have brought out the rock for one night only to be the last member of Team Raw. And during that match, he could have he could have walked away when Cena was in trouble and Cena got his ass kicked. And then it could be revealed that he was probably the general manager, and that he was behind the whole Nexus group, thus setting up a one time thing between him and John Cena because they 've been rumored of wanting to do this for a long time and to me that would have yeah. been that would have been huge
4: but but again, though in the long run it takes the, it takes everything off the Nexus group and puts it on the rock
3: yeah, but it puts them aligned with the rock, so it kind of gives them a rub too
4: I, you know I, I think it'd have been better off last night if I was booking this or if I was writing this. You know, when Cena went for the hot tag to Brian or to Brian Danielson, if he would have just jumped off the apron, and walked to the back, eliminated himself, leaving Cena out there high and dry to be picked apart by the remaining members of Nexus, giving Nexus the win. That's how I would have booked it, and
3: that yeah, could have worked yeah. too. Yeah,
5: I mean, or or because you know, I, I think one of the one of the, the actual positives coming out of Raw tonight is the potential Miz. Uh, uh, Danielson feud. I mean, that could be fantastic. You know, these two guys are definitely the direction I think WWE should be moving in. Um, or, you know, what would have been the problem with just having, I mean, what did it, it got down to, uh, Barrett and who was the second to last guy? Gabriel. Gabriel. Why couldn't they have just beat John Cena? You know, I well, mean- or you, or you
4: could have gone this route. You could have had Cena going for the hot tag. Um, you know, The Miz is shunned by Team WWE for Brian Danielson, just like they did it. Cena goes for the hot tag. Danielson jumps off the apron, makes his way towards the back. As he's leaving, he's backing up, washing his hands of John Cena and Team WWE. The Miz comes out. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hits him with the, from behind with the briefcase. Jumps up on the apron, you know, and tries to help out, and then you know ends up costing Scene of the Match with his ego. Then you still have, you know, you still have the setup of Danielson and Miz. Then you still have Nexus going over, you know, and then you, you don't have to do what you did tonight with the fluke wins to make up for it. Yeah, I mean,
5: yeah, and and or just you know, it's like, and it's like. At this point, too, why even, you don't even need to book a match finish that protects John Cena. He doesn't need to be protected anymore. John Cena can lose main event matches and he will be fine. You know, it's like they've got to start understanding that, you know? And, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just, you know, the, the, because if they had left everything the way they booked it last night, Daniel Bryan was still a great surprise. He still made his presence felt. He looked great. So, you know, if that was one of the big ideas because, you know, a lot of what I was hearing, according to some sources I spoke with, you know, one of the big talks was whether or not they were going to, you know, turn Cena heel possibly, you know, and uh, align him with Nexus at the pay-per-view or was The Miz going to have a bigger role in that main event match? They decided to go in the direction of bringing Daniel Bryan back. So that all felt impactful, and I think he made a great statement. And so there really just wasn't any need to have Cena go over. And, and I just really honestly, I think that was a terrible decision. And, you know, why, why shoot yourself in the foot like that and then have to try to get what is your top heel act right now try to get their heat back the next night on raw it doesn't make any sense
3: no I, i'm well, with you i'm with you
5: we
4: we all agree on that percent. um nick what are some other things going on in the world of wrestling right now headline wise
5: well headline wise you know uh we had reported last night that you know uh the deal here and you know the the jury is still very much out on the daniel Bryan thing you know um is, apparently he was telling people uh, at the couture gym this past weekend that WWE, well, just a couple of people, they're keeping things apparently very tight right now. Um, he told a couple of people that he was contacted by WWE on Thursday night. Uh, but then again, you know, that might not be true. You know, he might just be saying that, um, when all along this whole thing was a work. And you know what's was even more interesting, and we have this up on WrestleZone as well. Shawn Michaels just did an interview recently, and, and he commented on uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, and then he tweeted about Daniel Bryan, and he said, Was this whole thing a scam from the beginning? Because, you know, I don't know how you guys look at this, but what, you know, it was a pretty quick turnaround time in bringing Daniel Bryan back to the company. What was the purpose of of firing him?
3: To scam the internet wrestling community, to basically make it seem like he was legit fired, when all along we initially had those thoughts that this was a big work. And to go from where they went to where they went last night, that's pretty much all this is, is a giant work. We all got We worked. talked
4: about this we talked about this several weeks ago on this very segment of the show. And I, I find it hard to believe they fired a guy for going out there and doing what he was told to do.
5: Yeah, you know, and, 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 and really, yeah, what is it? You know, it doesn't accomplish anything in terms of the mainstream audience. I mean, you know, they don't know what's going on, you know. And, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, WWE, whoever screwed up on WWE.com and posted that, you know they spoil. You guys saw that, right? That WWE.com dot com spoiled their own main event. Oh yeah,
3: we, yeah. we I, I reported that last night on uh, on Sunday Night Show. Yeah,
5: you know, and and, and I, I got flooded with emails from people. Oh my God, Daniel Bryan's returning! Daniel Bryan's returning! You know, it seems like the entire internet world was excited to see that return. And then when he came out, I mean, you know, he he got a decent reaction from the live crowd. But it's like, you know, we have to put things into perspective and remember that. They don't know about any of this. Is it a work? Is it not a work? They didn't even know Daniel. Probably seventy-five uh, percent of the people in the arena didn't even know Daniel Bryan was fired from WWE. You know. Um, and so uh, again, what does it really achieve? You know, and I don't think it really achieved anything. And you know, would WWE be that stupid to release re- to actually pull a? Uh, 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 an act that was getting over so well off of television for as long as they did when they're not making money off of him just to screw with the internet wrestling community? I don't
3: know. Uh, You know what? I'm not really sure. I'm just reading some thoughts in the chat. I mean, we kind of did predict on this show and on Sunday night showdown that this couldn't be legit because why would Daniel Bryan get fired for choking a guy out with a tie when he Slater actually took the ring ropes to fucking John Cena?
5: To John Cena, sure, sure. Well, you know, we also have up uh, uh, on the website, oh, well, I actually haven't posted it yet. And so, actually, I'll give you guys a little uh, scoop here before it even gets posted on WrestleZone, and people can look for it in the next couple of days. And we're posting a third part of the interview that uh, I did with uh, Dave Lagana, of Ring of Honor. And I asked him, I said, would you think of the Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan firing? And I threw out there that conspiracy theory of, do you think, because this is what I believe, I have to believe that someone in the Linda McMahon camp saw that and said, you've got to get rid of this guy for a couple of months because we don't want one of her political uh, uh, adversaries coming back and using that as fodder. And we know that they have been doing that with her. You know, there was a, uh, a video clip I just saw not too, too long ago that we put up on the website where... Uh, a group against Linda McMahon was using uh, a Eugene beatdown uh, as fodder against her, saying, you know, she was part of a company that had a mentally retarded person being beaten on live television, you know. Uh, I'd have to believe, and I asked Dave, I said flat out, what do you think about that conspiracy theory? And he said, hey, I don't know if it's true or not. He said, but I do know that anything can happen. And he did relate that, you know, there were a couple of times where, you know, for some reason, suddenly, somebody was gone. You know uh, a phone rings somewhere, somebody answers it, and next thing you know it, somebody got to the company you know and 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 he wouldn't put it past them uh, you know to have released Danielson based on something like that. you know I, I have to believe you know that this has got to be something that you know Maybe someone in the in the Linda McMahon campaign was thinking, you know what? We better cover our tracks on this one. Get rid of them because we don't want one of her opponents coming out in a debate and or making a video saying this woman is part of a company or was part of a company that where a man strangles another man on television, uh, not soon after, you know, not not too long after a guy did this in real life, you know, and, and meaning Chris Benoit. And, you know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll be posting that up on the website so you guys can hear it for yourself. But, you know, that, that conspiracy theory is still something that I have to believe could possibly be true. Because I don't see any other reason why they would have fired this guy.
3: Well, you know, the only other rumor going around, of course, it's not really a rumor, was that, you know, after doing the uh, the choking of Justin Roberts with the tie, he also spit on Cena, and that's a big no-no in the company.
5: Mm-hmm. hmm
3: Yeah. You know, but Vince Vince has been you know so protective of Linda running, you know, and granted she did win the primary recently, but he actually did an interview where he basically came out and said that he made a mistake with the attitude era and was embarrassed of the attitude era. Wow, you know again this is this is the era that made you a billionaire. I was just say, he wasn't embarrassed at the bank, no, he wasn't. So for him to come out and say that, obviously, it has... I mean, he doesn't feel that way, obviously. He's doing it to try and help Linda's campaign. But it's a slap in the face to wrestling fans. It's like, well, I'm glad you feel that way, Vince. No shit.
4: Anything else exciting going on in the world of wrestling, Nick?
5: Uh, well, I, uh, you know, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that uh, we have, uh, you know... Just uh, obviously, Brian Danielson, and and, and this ongoing storyline is still huge. Uh, oh, I'm actually going to be posting up something uh, that you guys can check out within the hour. A little bit more details behind uh, this this new Will Pond group that's coming up, and uh, uh, some potential, you know, uh, um, talent that they're going after in WWE and TNA. So that'll be up on the site soon. Um, but, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, the other thing that was on my mind tonight was uh, the, the new WWE tag team titles. And I was interested to get your guys' opinion of that. You know, here comes Bret Hart coming out to give the Hart Dynasty the new tag team titles. And the whole thing was promoting a match between Bret Hart and one of the Nexus guys that never even happened. And there was really no mention made about whether or not the Hart Dynasty is actually going to defend the titles. At any point in the near future, if they ever will, and it just seemed to me like, you know, a downgrade of the tag team division. That that at this point, it's hard to even downgrade because it's really not even there. I was wondering what you guys felt of that that segment tonight.
3: Uh, you know what, I wasn't.
4: Well, it's you bring that up? Go ahead, JJ.
3: No, I was going to say I wasn't a big fan of it. I don't like the new belts. Why? If you're going to make new belts for the company. Why are you not making a new WWE championship? Why are we stuck with the spinner belt that doesn't spin? And why did when why are you putting gladiator fucking helmets on on wrestling belts? What it looked like something out of the fucking UFC. Yeah.
4: My, my biggest my biggest question was why did they do it? They never did say why. They were unifying the belts. So they only just have wh- oh just hey you guys are out here oh by the way we decided to do this here.
3: Well, it's so that they don't have four belts Basically, you know, making making the rounds so that, you know, the, the heart dynasty or whoever, the unified tag champions don't have to run around with with, you know, fucking four belts.
4: That gives him a chance to sell a new uh, replica.
3: Yeah, I, I just I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, is there any news coming out? Any updates on uh, on Tiffany and the Drew McIntyre situation?
5: Well, Drew McIntyre actually commented on Tiffany's arrest. He sort of downplayed it today, the the whole incident, um, and and basically he said he noted that the story's been completely blown out of proportion. Uh, proportion. Uh, but then he went on to say that he couldn't reveal too much in the way of specific details. And his claim was, "quote I can't say anything else until it's cleared up. Will be very soon." Well, if he can't say anything, and then there's anything something to, to clear, <laughs> then exactly. And then apparently this thing's got to be at least a big enough deal that he's not able to talk about it. Uh, and apparently, you know, some of the other details that that were that were surfaced today uh, were that Drew McIntyre and Tiffany were actually partying at the Playboy Mansion uh, prior to going back to the hotel. Um, there were no reports of any incidents taking place there uh, but I guess they were spotted drinking and partying at the Playboy Mansion so you know maybe there was um, booze or some kind of intoxication involved but I just think it's really ironic that he's going to come out and say I can't talk about anything but the whole thing's been blown out of proportion and there's nothing to talk about So um, I've got a feeling, and hey, you know, if WWE went to the length of actually suspending Tiffany, uh, I have to imagine that there is some actual meat and potatoes to the story. So keep checking the website as it it develops.
4: Anything uh, coming out on the TNA front?
5: TNA front? Well, uh, Paul Heyman did an interview today with MMA Hour, uh, where he said, quote, TNA is not ready for me. So... uh, (laughs) It looks like as far as the the Heyman Watch 2010 goes, he's not going to be going to TNA anytime soon. Uh, And and you can actually check WrestleZone for that. We have a full recap of that interview on the website as well. Um, Other than that, you know, coming out of the pay-per-view, Joe, of course, uh, still suspended. It seems like his suspension is going to be about 30 days, uh, which should probably put him back within a week or so. Um, but he is still suspended from the company and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just funny how, how uh, this, this major, uh, um, pay-per-view took place, or I guess what they thought was a major pay-per-view took place a week ago with hardcore justice. And it really seems like that's now just completely out of sight, out of mind. Doesn't it feel like to you guys, like that pay-per-view took place like six months
3: ago? You know, it does. It does. Well, it, it, yeah. it, it it does seem like it's it's been a while. I mean, I I, I actually enjoyed that pay per view. I think I'm one of the few in the wrestling media that uh, that didn't really destroy it. I mean, for what it was, it was an ECW style nostalgia show. Sure, it had its bugs, but I really enjoyed that show. And it it seems like it's still sticking around, though. It's still lingering. We've got obviously EV 2.0 still sticking around the mix. You know that big angle that they just shot on uh, on the last impact with fortune basically destroying ev2 and rob van dam, you know, having his organs punctured and spinal injuries and having to vacate the title. I mean, it just seems like that hardcore style is still sticking around. So, at least they're getting a little bit of payback off of that and at least the buy rate, you know, improved for them. They went from having 8,000 to over 20,000. So, you know, kudos to them for that
5: mhm actually i do have an update on the rvd front um... apparently uh... the reason for the the vacating the title angle is because much like a situation they ran into with rick flair several months ago rvd is quickly starting to use up his dates on his deal uh... and uh... from what i've been hearing TNA is afraid that if they continue booking him as much as they are then they're going to run out of available dates to use him before his contract actually expires. And then he becomes basically Kevin Nash version two, where he just sits at home and collects a paycheck uh, without working any dates. So uh, the idea right now is to have him take some time off of television so that when they bring him back, they can use him up until the end of his deal and not have to worry about uh, uh, his date. So it doesn't appear... Like this is a situation where he's injured, or he's unhappy, or the company is unhappy. It's just a, a, a situation of not wanting to run out on those dates uh, that he has left on his deal.
4: All right, well that makes sense. I was kind of curious as to what the hell was going on there, so now we know. Anything else, Dick, before we uh, let you go this, this evening?
5: That's it, guys. Uh, let's let's. Here's to hoping that uh, next week on Raw uh, things bounce back a little stronger. Uh, But uh, that's going to be it for me
4: tonight. Now you've got you're you're kind of uh, the man to know. I mean, you you know your apartment smells of rich mahogany, and you have many leather bound books. You're kind of the you're in the know over at WrestleZone. Would you agree?
5: I I suppose yeah. I guess I'm the who is it the Alberto Del Rio's
4: of of WrestleZone. Well, our listeners. Our listeners are trying to, uh, I guess, book a confrontation here on the show. They would like to get mm. Mark Madden on the show.
5: Okay, they want Mark Madden on the show because they
4: want me to go head to head versus Mark on the behalf of TNA wrestling.
5: I see. That would be a very interesting battle. Uh, and so I suppose, I I suppose you're asking if, if I could book
4: that. Right. Right. I mean, if, if, if somebody could put that together, I think you would be the guy. And we all know that I'm not backing down from anybody. And I think that Mark tends to go way fucking overboard on his dislike for TNA wrestling. And I can think of no better place to air it out than right here.
5: All right, well, I will put the feelers out to Mark Madden, and I will see if I can make that showdown happen.
4: All right, man. Thank you very much. <laughs>
5: all right, guys. Uh, thanks for having me, and I'll see you all next
3: week. All right, Nick, right, you the man, man. We'll talk to you next week, brother. All
5: right. Bye, right, guys.
3: All right. With that said, guys, I think we're going to take our last commercial break. Come back. Take maybe a few phone calls. Read the email. If you want to send an email in, it's Show at yahoo.ca, I believe. Is that what it is?
4: Yeah. And I'm not i I'm not scared, by the way.
3: Or actually it's yahoo.com, excuse me. W&L I, I do not
4: fear Mark Madden at all.
3: Oh, I know. For the record. I had, that's ratings. Get you guys in there and, and fight in the bullpen. I mean, yeah, we could have a hell in a cell with you two, man. That'd be fucking awesome.
4: I mean, the listeners want it. I've been reading his columns. They anger me. So I'm kind of like. You know, I, it's it's one of those things that just kind of books itself. So if he wants to come on the show and debate with me on why TNA is like shoving a ten-penny nail down the hole in your penis, then I'm all for debate right here on Wrestling News Live.
3: Well, sounds like Nick might be the guy to make it happen. On that note, Trey, let's go ahead and head out of here with a break. We'll come right back, guys. Take your phone calls. Take your emails. Wrap the show up. So uh, definitely send those emails show at Yahoo.com or give us a call at 501 588 7957. After the break, we'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live.
1: You are listening to Wrestling News Live.
2: I go inside this light. I see you like a bone. He's a second diver, rider. Your fire is gold. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my rookie. Mike
4: Michael McGillicuddy, McGillicuddy, I think, from what I've seen so far, has probably
6: the best chance of winning this thing. He's got the look, and from what I've seen in the ring, he's got the tools.
2: You look at him in the face when he walks through the curtain, and he is happy. You can feel his passion when
3: you watch him. He has that fire. He has that spark. You can see it in his eyes.
1: He's (gasps) as close as perfect as it gets. He sure is. He's not flawless. No way. The only thing that's been less than perfect would be that Michael McGillicuddy was talking all about how he's bringing back ruthless aggression to WWE. Well, arm drags and drop kicks and leapfrogs, that's not ruthless aggression. Personality and charisma-wise, I haven't seen much from Michael McGillicuddy. And that might just be because he hasn't had much of a chance to, to talk.
0: That's the same kind of impact. Thank you very much.
3: Michael McGillicuddy seems cocky. Seems like since Daddy was a pro, then I'll be a pro. No, that's not going to happen. Daddy was good. You're mediocre.
5: There's that whole other level that guys are willing to go to to get a win. I'm willing to go as far as it takes. I'd like to see if Michael McGillicuddy is too. There's an
3: it factor there, and I'm interested in watching how that it factor grows.
1: He has a big chip on his shoulder, and uh, I think that's definitely a good thing. And uh, he's ready to have fun and ready to uh, become a star.
3: Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexey of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out com. It's the official news source... For Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's Triple W Dots from Headlocks to Headlines.com.
2: This is Jeff Jarrett, the King of the Mountain, and I'm on Planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live.
0: Does listening to Wrestling
4: News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the tray dog drink Velvet guy's bath water?
2: <sighs>
4: well, hello there, Velvet. <coughs> that is some good bath water, baby. Listening to wrestling news live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan. Although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Is
2: this on? Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that eight. Girl, you let the music keep This is twenty sixteen time. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host,
3: JJ Sexy, and the Trade Dog. All right, guys, we're back, Wrestling News Live. I guess the operable question to be asked after that uh, hilarious little uh little trip down the trade dog's life is Trey, what did Velvet's hand say to the face? Slap! Oh my God, that's that's classic. How was that water for you, man?
4: Tasty. Is that good stuff? Tastes like chicken.
3: I can definitely hear that you're at the casino in the background.
4: Tuna, chicken of the sea, same thing. Yeah, I am definitely at the Will Rogers Inn or Will Rogers uh, Casino, rather, Cherokee Casino, kicking it. I guess not very busy. Not very busy tonight, though. Really? Not at all. Yeah, no, kind of dead. But it's Monday night, which is fine with me. That way, I don't have people over here
3: messing with me. Oh well, that that makes it uh, that makes it good.
4: Um, I wonder. I wonder. I, I just. I wonder if Mark Madden will come on this show.
3: I don't know. He he might actually fear you a little bit. I mean, you know.
4: I don't think he fears me. I, I mean, he probably doesn't know who I am. But I mean, if he if he comes on the show. You know, I'm going to be courteous, and I'm going to give him the chance to speak first and say why he hates the product. You know, and then I'll take it from there.
2: But
3: no, I I hear you. I mean, if Nick can book it, I think it's going to be great. So we'll we'll see what happens. You know, in the near future, if if that does happen, I look forward to that. I just want to sit back and let you two butt heads. I'm going to referee this thing, no holds barred. Right. You guys can go. Right, you know, toe right to toe. Right down the middle, Fonzie. Yeah, I'm I'm going to get the ring bell, and we're just gonna we're going to have fun with this.
4: Yeah, Daddy. Um, I do want to say while well, we got a chance I'm opening it up to uh the first 13 teams that join. I think there's a way to change it to more should it fill up instantly. But uh we are going to have our annual wrestling news live fantasy football league. This year I decided to move it to espn.com just to be different. Um because I can Uh, If you go to ESPN.com and sign up for an account, it's free. Free! Click on Fantasy. Join League. You're looking for, it's called the WNL Fantasy League, or the WNL Football League, rather. WNL Football League. And the password to join the league, you can't get in without the password, it was inspired by my partner, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay. The password is Supersina, all lowercase letters. <laughs> the draft will be live this Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN.com. So go sign up now if you want a team in the league because they will probably fill up
3: fast. Very cool. Very cool. With that said, uh, we're going to go to the phone lines five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. If you want to call Wrestling News Live, uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Dare I ask who the fuck is this?
6: Dare you ask? That's a good question. Fuck!
3: Oh
4: god, damn it!
6: Wow, I feel you- the Daffy boys.
4: Don't you talk enough on your show and the thirty other fucking shows that you're on that you have to always be the first fucking caller on this show?
6: No, I don't speak much on my own show and I I just like talking wrestling. So I thought I'd call into one of the best shows on the internet and talk wrestling with you guys. Right. Really,
3: what 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 time is it in, in England right now? Where you are? Six AM. Brother, you got dedication. It's
4: Six AM
3: <laughs> Indeed. He's got mad love for W and L, Trey.
4: He's got mad something.
3: Oh uh, well, Crelly, what, 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 what? what, <laughs> what? <laughs> stop it, man! Stop it! Stop it, Crelly, What's on your mind tonight?
6: You know what? I didn't actually get last night to catch um, SNS, but I did hear your damning verdict on as you dubbed it. Uh, what do you dub it? Summer scam.
3: I called it summer scam, and I said F WWE, F this fucking pay per view, and F this fucking show.
6: You know what? I, I, have to, I have to disagree with you completely. That show was actually pretty decent. I, I know you weren't a fan of how they kind of destroyed the the, uh, the IT belt match, but they make, it makes perfect sense because you can't have that feud end right there, right, right then. That feud will go to not of champions. So they had to get away wait for the match to end in, in a no contest without someone looking weak.
3: Actually, di- having the- it, it, I, I disagree. It didn't have to do that either. Because with, you know, the Cougar hanging out with Dolph Ziggler, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to hold on to that championship. And we were probably going to see a rematch at Night of Champions. And this thing would continue. If not, maybe they would have a multiple-man match for the IC title at Night of Champions. Either way, I I still think it it was fucked up. You know, I was talking to somebody today about this. SummerSlam used to be a show where the IC title meant something, where you go back and you look at past Summer Slams, and it was all about the Intercontinental title belt. I mean, hell, 92 main evented with the Intercontinental title belt when it was Bret Hart and Davey Boy Smith. In 91, it was Mr. Perfect and Bret the Hitman Hart. In 95, it was Ramon and Michaels in a ladder match rematch. I mean, you go back and you look at classic SummerSlam matches and the IC title outshone everything else on that card. And in the last couple of years, they have taken the U.S. title and and the Intercontinental title. And I know they're a prop. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, the prestige of the belt's fucked up. But the bottom line is that mid-card title used to mean something, and it had a place on that card. And the WWE has just taken a big shit on their mid-card belts. I mean, if you want to do that, you've already done that to the tag team division. Why don't you just you know, take the belts, shit on them, and get rid of them? What's the point? the, the belts did
6: have some uh, prestige like last year, but and this is my honest opinion, when Reimsio Reims re- refused to drop it to Ziggler, that's when I kind of lost interest in that belt. Because everyone knew that Ziggler was, was meant to get that belt, and when, and when, and when a main eventer re- refused to give it to a mid-carder, that's when I c- kind of stopped caring. But I do think that Ziggler could be, could be the guy, and his feud with Kington could be the guy to bring back some prestige to the internal
4: it's possible, but I mean, by the same token, I look at it a different way. I think more main eventers should actually wear those belts to give them the credibility back.
3: Amen. But
6: then, but then you would get guys complaining, saying, "Oh, these guys are just given the belt because they've because they they've fallen out fallen out with the management, so they're being dropped out in the in the mid card."
4: You didn't think that when Chris Jericho had the Intercontinental Belt after being in the World Title
6: picture? Some did. Some actually just thought he'd, he'd been punished. But I agree, they they should just like. Just a few guys, like I, I wouldn't mind seeing Kane run with that belt for a bit. Yes, I know, I know he's involved in the main event right now, but once he dropped down to the midcard, I wouldn't mind to see him
3: running with the belt. But he had that uh, belt, Crowley. He was an Intercontinental Champion. In fact, for a while, he was the last Intercontinental Champion because they merged that belt with the World Heavyweight Championship back in uh, two thousand two.
6: Yeah, but I still, I, I still think because, like, it's like if you have someone who who just came off a world title run. Go down to the minty card and just roll this belt. It'll be good. But like I said, I think Ziggler, Ziggler or Kurt Kingston could possibly make this whole. <laughs>
3: what, Trey?
2: <laughs> oh, I
4: gotta scroll up and give proper credit to this one. <laughs> uh, concept in the chat room says. <laughs> <Yes. Yes. laughs> Is it just me or does Crilly sound like Jimmy from South Park? <laughs> oh God Oh, fuck me backwards. That's good shit right there.
2: Oh God That's just Oh wrong. sorry,
4: sorry Curly, I can't
2: help it.
6: Jimmy, (laughs) Jimmy, Jimmy Jimmy. No, that's Timmy, you dumb shit You fucking born shit No, Jimmy also can't speak properly So fuck you
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, that
6: is the fucking moment of the night right there Show stealer And apparently we also We also managed to kill the stream, so
3: Uh, It's back, just reload it, it, oh, man. I, I'm still broadcasting. Just reload. I just noticed that it died for a second, but it's back, so just reload.
6: But I do, I do think that... We, I do believe that the next pay-per-view will be, will be quite fun because it's Night of Champions. belt has to be defended. I hope... I'm not a fan of these new titles, the new tech titles. They, they do look like someone's just got born Smash Metal bits together and it kind of looks retarded. But... I do think with, with every belt on the line, it will be a fun pay per view. For those of you listening,
4: they're saying that I set up the the fact that I never. I guess when I when I said why I was laughing, it cut off. I was laughing because Concept said that Crayley sounds like Jimmy from South Park. <laughs>
6: I do oh. feel that. I do feel the, the love here by, by the fans and the hosts of, of think News Live. I mean, to be to be compared to a retard, I, I, I feel loved.
4: He's not retarded. He's just handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> on! <To me. laughs>
6: oh, relax, And Welcome really. to South Park News Live. But,
2: yeah, like Holy I said... shit, I got
4: tears in my eyes.
3: I yeah, almost yeah. lost the show over that one. That was awesome.
4: But. Holy shit! I was gonna say before I started laughing that I th- <laughs> that I think the Miz actually gives it is starting to build a little credibility to that U.S. title as long as he doesn't lose it and be like, ah, oh, well, fuck it, I still got the money in the bank, you know. Which I think he will when he does lose it to Brian Danielson. I think that it's gonna be one of those oh, well, I still have the money in the bank, and I still think, on that note, he's the first one to cash it in and fail.
6: I think he might try it at night of champions. Say if he loses the, f- the first match of the night to Danielson, The main event, he t- he tries to cash it in on an injured champion and loses it. Probably to, like, Seamus or whoever the champion at the time, but I do agree Miz will be the first guy not to win the uh, title after cashing the money in the bank.
3: See, I I disagree. I think he's going to cash it in, and when he does, he's going to win the damn thing. And I I think that's great, because especially if he does that like Night of Champions, the perfect setup for that is Brian Danielson beats him, takes that U.S. title, and then he wants to avenge that loss later in the night. He cashes in that money in the bank, takes advantage of the situation, and you have a situation similar to what we had at 1994's WrestleMania ten when Bret and Owen had their match the first of the night, and Owen beat... Brett and then in the main event Brett ended up winning the, uh, the, WW, the WWF championship at the time and so you can actually kind of boost off that I think they're going to make Danielson one of the top faces of that company. He's, he's so over with the fucking internet crowd that you'd right. be stupid not to and I think that has, that has legs. If you go into I, that that has legs.
4: I could also say that it reminds me of the Miz and his if, if, if Miz cashes in and wins it will remind me of for some reason it will remind me of Jack Swagger
3: I, you know, you know I, I would like to see him not take advantage of the situation and just say, "You know what? I'm cashing this in."
4: Well, that yeah, like, we talked about that when he won the when he won the Money in the Bank. The one thing everybody that was saying it at the time, "Oh, well, what's going to happen? When's he going to cash it in? When's he going to cash it in?" And I had made the comment on either your show or this one that I thought that. To give this guy instant balls and instant credibility, since he's already over with the crowd, you want to really put the guy over with the crowd? Have both, whoever comes out, have them both come out to their music, introduce them, get ready for the match, then the Miz's music hits out of the blue. And before the match even starts, he says, hey, I'm cashing this in and making myself a part of this match, and let him win it that way.
6: I do have to agree because if you look over the last two weeks, the Miz has had two chances to cash in while Seamus she- while has been, been, been down and injured. Once tonight and once at the pay per view. At both times, Seamus she- was down and, pro- and probably unable to defend himself.
4: Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but boy, you're talking about a fucking night to cash that thing in after he got whale-aid with about 27 fucking chair shots from Randy Orton and the RKO on the outside. Tonight's the night he should have cashed the son of a bitch in.
6: Because, like, it. It like they showed like um same as on the floor for like a good thirty seconds I was just waiting to hear I came to a play because I was Don't so Don't do that.
4: Like, Don't do that. Don't do
6: that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I'm admitting you're never good.
4: So one of uh,
6: these days I'm going one of these days
4: I know that we'll never have the money on this show because nobody wants to sponsor us because we're so potty mouthed. But uh if we ever do land a sponsor and they're willing to pay I think in my contract for the sponsorship, I'm going to make them factor in Krelly, a plane ticket to Oklahoma, and then I'm going to take you to a karaoke bar and get you drunk. I And I'm, to- going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to film it
6: and put it on the website. Well, If you remember back to when me, me and CJ first did the lounge, I, the first show I did, I was wasted. I, I, was, I, was, I was drunk out of my face and I don't remember doing that show. But well, what, found... what, what was the song I made you sing here? Um, Seamus' theme song.
4: No, before that we made you sing something else.
6: Sp- the Spice Girls.
4: Yeah, sing the Spice Girls. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Come on. No. Do it, bitch, or I'm going to fucking hang up on
2: you.
6: Well, on that note, I will leave you guys because like, there's no way in God's green earth that I'm singing. You did it
4: before you had your own show. Now you think you're somebody because you got a fucking radio show. Start singing, bitch.
6: Wow. No, I really have no... I tell you what I want, what I really want. So tell me what you want, what you really want. Happy.
3: Yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't think my ears could take much more. Curly, is there next anything else? Week,
6: next week,
4: your, your song assignment for next week is Beyonce, All the Ladies.
3: Yes.
6: And the scary thing is, I know you're telling the truth.
4: So you better learn that son of a bitch before you call in. Because if you I, don't,
3: if you don't, we're going to make your ass sing Lady Gaga.
4: If you don't, then I'm going to call in a favor to my friend Shelly Martinez, and you're going to sing on her show.
6: You know what? She probably won't make me do it, so I believe you that. So <sighs> this week for me will be interesting. I've got to sing next Monday, so <laughs> I'm going to have to try and start learning these words. I will, we'll probably just have the... Script up in front of me, but I I do thank you for for the challenge of being able to sing a song.
4: Well, you got you got to sing Beyonce's "Single Bitches" next week.
6: Oh, you make me sit. Oh, okay. All right, Crowley. I I and sing it. All right, All right Get the fuck out of here. good. Get out of here, man.
3: All right. On that note, we're actually getting uh, some emails in our box. I may as well go ahead and start reading some of these. Our first email comes from uh, Latino Seven One Eight. Hang on a second, I've got a call coming in. Let me go ahead and answer this uh this call and we'll add this person to the conference. All right, Trey, I'm gonna go ahead and read this email really quickly. Okay. Uh this first email is from Latino seven one eight. Just want to give my thoughts on Raw. I thought Raw was a decent show. Now I got everybody calling me. I had a feeling all the Nexus members expect Young were going to win their matches one way or another. I have a theory on the Nexus storyline, with NXT Season 2 about to end in a few weeks, and with Young out of the Nexus, I think Nexus will bring in some, if not all, of the rookies from Season 2 to join the Nexus and build the storyline for the next few months. What do you guys think? Uh, Also, what do you guys think of the WWE wanting to sign a couple of ROH talents for the WWE? Is it me, or does the new tag team titles look like bronze instead of gold? What do you guys think of the new look for the tag titles? We've already answered that. I uh, heard what happened to your show last night. Hope you find another way to broadcast SNS. I know you're using Shoutcast for now, but I prefer something similar to Ustream. Since Shoutcast is on a Shoutcast is on a two minute delay. Great show uh, last week on Wrestling News Live. It was funny shit. Keep up the great work, guys. So thank you, Latino Seven One Eight. As far as the questions, do we think they're going to incorporate the Nexus Two or the or the season two of NXT into the Nexus? It's possible, and I probably think they're going to do something on the SmackDown brand with those guys because, let's face it, they need beef over on the SmackDown brand.
4: Yeah, I'd agree with that, but either way, I'm cool with either way. I mean, if they really strengthen the ranks of the guys on on uh, Raw by bringing these NXT Season 2 guys over, it's just going to give them more strength by more numbers, so I'm all for that.
3: And as far as the question on the ROH talent, I think it's good for the guys uh, to get a contract in developmental with WWE because you really learn a different style of how to work and how to you know entertain crowds that you don't get on the indie scene. So kudos to anybody from ROH who does sign a, a, a talent contract with World Wrestling Entertainment because you're going to get experience there that you wouldn't get anywhere else. So I think it's a good thing for them. <clears throat> would you agree?
4: I was taking a drink, but yes, I would agree 100%. On that
3: note, Ooh. we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
0: There's a lot what's of Jack going- in that Jack of cool. No shit. Dude. Yo, what's going on? This man, young navigator CJ Bowman, changes his nickname more times than a whore changes sex partners. Goddamn! Hey,
4: why don't we just rename this goddamn show to the Headlocks fucking lounge?
0: You know what? You know what, Trey? You know, I don't insult you. I don't make fun of you. I make fun of Crowley for you. All right? You don't need to. You don't and- have, have to, though. Dude, I he gave him... Of- he makes fun of himself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is a walking joke. Be careful.
3: Well, God damn. <laughs> Why are you still here? God damn it, Crelly, go. Get the fuck out of here.
4: Uh, Crelly, if you don't go away, you're singing
0: some more tonight. No shit. <laughs> God damn. No, make him no, make him, no, what you do is make him sing Tiffany's theme song. It would be hilarious.
4: If he keeps chiming in, I'm going to make him sing I Touch Myself.
3: Oh, God. I, I, no, please, God, no. <laughs> Oh, my God. I I don't even want to hear that. No, not at all, Trey. That's that's just bad.
4: Other than great music from the 80s,
0: CJ, what's on your mind? (laughs) Oh, no, I mean, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm still laughing about that. Oh, my God. But what's really on my mind is about the whole thing of the past two days. Yes, granted, pay-per-view wasn't all that great. And today they kind of did make make up what they could have done at the pay per view. The thing is though, what what the thing I see about this whole storyline about what they did this week was the whole Nexus scraping by, you know, you know saving. Well, I say saving face. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but it did look like they were saving face. But it's them scraping by with victories that they didn't necessarily need, but they would look good getting. Well, I mean, the whole purpose of what they did
4: tonight was to try to show you that the Nexus could in fact stand on their
0: own as individuals. And how am I supposed to believe that with count-out victories? Well, the first count-out victory, okay. That that was kind of dumb. But the second count-out victory actually made a lot of booking sense. Because, one... You think they both knew about the book, about the countout? Didn't you notice, like, didn't, they didn't even notice what the countout was going on. And had Edge hit that spear on the outside, I'm telling you right now, that would have been a double countout, and you would have seen Heath Slater out of the Nexus as well as Darren Young. I'm just about, to be honest with you, I'm just about Nexus out. Well, I mean, granted, I mean, I don't want to spoil next week's show, so I'm not. It has something, a little something to do with it. I mean, you might be very interested once you read it. Well, I don't read spoilers. Well, this is true. I mean, for those of the people that do, I I made a promise to myself not to let spoilers affect my thoughts of the show. But in all on it, in all honesty, you know, yeah, granted, the last match of the night was fucked. It's totally fucked. But
3: the first match of the night was fucked.
0: Wait wait. The way, actually, Wade Barrett actually putting on some kind of con- contention against Jericho was fucked?
3: No, no, I'm, I'm fucking with you, CJ. I'm about to say. I was like, oh, my God, that was a good match. <laughs> no, actually, Wade, Wade Barrett and Chris Jericho was good.
0: Yeah. That a match was match of actually, the night. That was match of the night. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, I know I know that everybody and their mother, who is over the age of, how old am I, 22? over the age of 23, 24, can't stand the fact that the way that they're booking booking Cena. And I understand that perfectly. Dude, I'm 22 years old. I understand that perfectly. I've been watching this since I was like three years old. Dude, I've seen everyone from Hulk Hogan to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell, I've seen Kurt Angle take a power driver on Monday Night Raw, come back to SmackDown, and whip off a neck brace talking about it was just a stinger. And this was during well, the this was their new Alliance storyline. I just want to set before I, you know, before I cast too much judgment, I'm just gonna put my
4: seatbelt on and see where they take us. Cause I mean to me it's like they had two different writing staff. You know, one booked the pay per view and wrote the pay per view, and the other one said, Oh shit, my bad here, let's let's try to fix it like this, and I just don't believe in them as a
0: formidable force anymore. No, I you know, I mean so. they're not they're not a formidable force. The thing is they that- the possibility of them being a formidable force is still there. Well, Once anybody's anybody's a badass with seven on one or six on one. I mean, we already know that Wade Barrett can fuck anybody up. He's just yeah. building the rest of them. That's the that's the big issue that's going into the next few weeks is the building the rest of them. We know that we also know that Skip Sheffield can actually put work in. So that's I cool. like Skip. I like Skip, I like Wade, and I like Gabriel. The rest of
4: them can all piss up a rope.
3: I I think, you know what, on the mic, I think think Otunga's great when he's not getting tongue-tied.
4: I I think he sucks. I think he he comes across as somebody from a B-movie trying to act.
3: Well, I mean, when he was on the Monday, when he hosted Raw that one week, I thought, you know, he had a lot of potential as far as his mic skills were concerned. He did a good job on that particular night. I think in the ring is shit, but I think his mic skills are pretty good. If for nothing else, he could be a manager if, if the wrestling gig doesn't work out for him.
0: Right. It's true. This very well,
4: true. Well, CJ, I hate to cut you loose, man, but I'm running out of time here, so we're going to have to Ah. Uh,
0: one more point though. One more slight point. Make it quick. Well, make it Hey, quick. The quick point is basically, I mean, if you look at the booking standpoint and look at who they're targeting, you'll understand why they're booking John Cena the way they're booking him as like the ultimate superhero because you got a bunch of kids looking up to him like he is some kind of superhero. Yeah, you I understand like
4: that. And I was going to say, you know, I said it earlier that J.J. and I were going to probably argue about this, but, you know, I don't. I'm not mad at Cena for what he's doing. He's just going out and doing what the company tells him to do.
0: Yeah, it's the bookers. I mean, I agree with you. You said this last night, too. I mean, I totally agree. The bookers are booking him like shit. You know, I mean,
4: if they tell him to go out there and stand on his head, But by God, if you want that paycheck, you go out and stand on your head. You know, I understand that, you know, he's the number one baby face in the company, but if he's so indestructible, the problem that I have is if they're going to book him that way and he's so indestructible and can take so much
0: damage and not be hurt, then he should be carrying the belt, not Seamus. Yeah, but look at Sheamus. Remember that he was so indestructible back then and then back in 09, and then Sheamus came and took him out of nowhere. Well, because it was written that way.
4: Exactly. It was written that way because, if you remember, he went through the table and there was controversy on the match. That's what J.J. is saying about Sheamus is he's that classic throwback, win by any means necessary, run from the baby face, and, you know, He's made to look like a a, a a stooge, basically that always ends up landing on his feet. That's that's what he's saying.
0: Oh yeah, that that's that's exactly how it was. That's exactly how it was booked, and that's exactly how it should be with Seamus. I'm sorry, like Seamus uh, booked any other way, but yeah. And that was CJ with your uh, Percy Watson quote cl- quote of the night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
4: So, all right, man. Well, we're running out of time, so we're gonna have to cut you loose. All
3: right, peace. All right, CJ. brother. I actually have a couple more emails I want to get to really quickly, Trey. Uh, We've got one from... uh, Let me open this email up.
4: We actually read our emails on this show.
3: Yes, we do. We've got one from DJ in the chat room. Uh, Yesterday's SummerSlam and today's Raw had to be really just kicking the internet wrestling community in the ass. Daniel Bryan coming back to the Federation. Fuck you, Vince. I won't call it entertainment. Had a huge impact on the 7-on-7. Plus, him and Miz will, in fact... Have a great feud, I'm hoping, all the way to Survivor Series. I was also hearing that Monday Night Raw for next week is being taped right now. Is that true? Yes, it is. Uh, Trey Dog versus Madden will be the biggest debate this year. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for the great show, and keep it up. Thank you, DJ. I appreciate the uh, the positive feedback, my friend.
4: Although DJ is a Power Ranger in our chat room, I appreciate the email. Thank you, sir.
3: We also have one from Guitar God in the chat room. Uh, getting on Taz commentary was was a great move. Uh, he's my favorite commentator other than good old JR. You guys probably aren't huge TNA marks like me. Um, actually, Trey is. So you probably haven't heard Taz on commentary with Jeremy Borash. Now, I like Borash, and he seems to have great chemistry with Taz. It's more laid back than Taz TNA, and sounds better to me. Outside of getting a guy like JBL or JR, I think that JB is their best bet at this juncture. So if you've heard Taz on commentary with JB... What are your thoughts? Thanks. I haven't. Trey, have you?
4: I don't recall. No, I don't recall hearing the two of them together, but I can imagine uh, with JB's laid-back attitude that um, it is a lot easier to handle uh, listener-wise than today. Today's got a purpose, and that's to be the professor. And I think him and Taz do a fine job, and I like it when one of them messes up. They're quick to point it out. They don't try to play it off. You know, I, I I enjoy Taz on, he, and I would agree Taz is the number two guy. And well, no, I think in my personal opinion, it goes Jim Ross, Matt Stryker, Taz. Very close though between Stryker and Taz. Ah, uh,
3: you know what? I, I I can see that. I I, I can see that. I, I would I would agree. I think uh, you know Jim Ross has to be first, of course. But I love
4: anybody who's a big enough asshole to say whatever they want and stand by it.
3: Yes. Absolutely. Be it,
4: be it right or wrong.
3: No, that's a good point. And I have one more here. Actually, I had two more. One of them was uh, was an audio file, though, to use on a, on a future edition of Wrestling News Live. Thank you for that, Metallopunk. Uh, last email of the night. It's a pretty lengthy one, but we're going to get through it real quick. Uh, from Shamalama Ding Dong.
4: Shamalama Ding Dong. Oh, boy. Quiddle Hardy.
3: Okay, let's see. Where do we start? Even though I like TNA. I might have to agree with Jim Cornette. The Monday Night Wars was the pinnacle of professional wrestling. Things went downhill after that because not only did Vince buy out his competition, he destroyed the technology. What can I possibly mean by that? Well, the WWE inadvertently sabotaged their product by saying it was phony and the whole stupid get-it campaign. WCW told their fans the product was phony too, but in their case, it was a botch. The botches continued into TNA with the booking and company structure. The biggest botch of them all being horrible marketing. You can print all the t-shirts you want. You can make all the action figures your heart's desire. But what happens when a kid sees AJ Styles' action figure in the mall? He's going to ask, who the fuck is that? If nobody knows who you are, you don't exist. This is a huge problem. Another huge problem is the booking. Dead-end storylines and matches that make no sense might turn away the casual viewers you actually get. Another botch. I wish the TNA legal team would materialize and tell Ric Flair and Hogan to shut the hell up about the WWE. Stop talking about your competition, period. This is a botch. You won't get 2.0 ratings in two weeks. Monday Night Wars 2 was a joke because Hogan thinks the Nasty Boys can draw when they didn't. They turned tail and ran. This bothered me. WWE is a juggernaut. TNA went to Mondays without getting their stuff together. What the hell? Dixie needs to realize that Hogan buried the channel for men isn't a draw. Hogan probably wouldn't draw on a channel where people actually saw him. Hogan and Bischoff over estimate their place in the business the impact zone is garbage maybe i hate douches who care about more their chance of the product they are not the ecw crowd they don't know it tna doesn't know it i know it's a recession but get out of universal studios please now the whole effing show was pretty good i didn't care too much for the angle match i don't like angle the ko match i don't like so much the main event wasn't great because i didn't like the gimmick the end was okay i want to see what happens next With the whole wolf pack on the ending of the angle, match made AJ look weak. And the last paragraph here, people are going to dump on the show because of the rating. But TNA has to recover from a lot of botches. Remember who watched the pay-per-view and who knew about the show? How many casuals? How many from the IWC? TNA is putting on some good matches, but I think if they're going to do any substantial in the ratings, they have to decide they're going to market and get their booking together. If not, they're going to keep getting what they're getting or possibly get less. Peace. Shamla. I love it. Good email.
4: I would I would agree with 80% of that. Well, I, uh, I, I think that, um, you know, I think Hogan and Bischoff do know their place. I think they do have a place in TNA. Um, I agree with the Angle-AJ match. I think that was a horrible thing to do on television like that. Um, if you're going to have that match, you need to make it where at least they're going for the number one contender spot. Um, That way it means something, and the loser doesn't lose as much. When you're doing it as AJ is the number fifth guy or sixth guy in the the rankings, then it's like, who gives a fuck for 500, Alex? Let's move on. Uh, The fact that you don't like Kurt Angle, I can't help that. I like the guy. And as far as the gimmick for the main event, I wasn't a big fan of that. I think they should have just had an Extreme Rules match and been done with
3: it. True enough.
4: Because the fact of the matter is, in real life, which is what our suspension of disbelief is, anybody hits anybody with Janice, they're going to jail for murder.
3: Yes. We, we never actually get to see Janice get used. I mean, when RVD was punctured by Janice, it was in the dark, nobody saw it. It was implied that it happened. I think it's kind of stupid to have that gimmick that never gets used.
4: On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I have to go. So thank you for another week of Wrestling News Live. Make sure you join the Fantasy Football League at ESPN.com. It's WNL Fantasy League or WNL Football League rather. WNL Football League on ESPN.com. The password Super Cena, all one word, lowercase. Get in there. If you don't know anything about fantasy football, stay the fuck out, because I don't want to babysit you. I challenged Mark Madden. We'll see what happens. We have an interview with Mickey James scheduled in the next week. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, Other than that, that's all I got.
3: Sounds good. On that note, I just want to remind everybody I'll be back tomorrow night, 1130 Eastern, right here on the SNS Radio Network for another edition of Unplugged. We're going to go down and look at what happens on NXT. There's a double elimination tomorrow. So two people are going home, and this thing ends in another two weeks. So... Let's kind of keep on that. Again, 1130 tomorrow night right here on the SNS Radio Network. And I will see you guys then. JSK, take us out of here. Oh, wait, before we go, I do have a song of the night, and it's by the Trey Dog. So there you go.
4: Yay for me.
3: All right, Trey, we'll talk to you later, my friend. All right, JSK, take us out of here, my friend.
4: Peace. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week,
1: peace,
3: 420, kiss my ass.
1: Good night, white people. I'm out. No Skype and death drop tonight.
2: All the way through, 100%. That's
1: what happens when you don't have u stream. I
2: stepped out into the blue, felt the wind hit my face. Before my shoot opened, I felt my heart race. I was falling. All oh, the that's just falling. Off the coast of Australia, I dove way down deep. For all that I saw That great barrier reef It was nothing Compared to you It was nothing
1: I got lightning in
2: my veins And thunder in my chest All tangled up with you Trying to catch my breath I've been chasing that sensation Halfway around the world And looking back On what we have I've done it all, I've seen it all, but I can't find a feeling like that I wound up in some town in Spain running with the bulls Trying to catch another thrill with a thousand other fools And we were running, that's just running when I started pushing 30, it started pushing back. Well, how was I to no, know till now that you'd be such a hard act to follow? Now nothing seems to follow. I got lightning in my veins and thunder in my chest. All tangled up with you and trying to catch my breath. I've been chasing that sensation halfway around the world And looking back on what we had Well, I've done it all, I've seen it all But I can't find a feeling like that It's like flying down some back road at midnight With your eyes closed and the headlights off Girl, I've been searching everywhere Can't find that feeling anywhere You're all I want Now all I want Is that lightning in my veins And thunder in my chest All tangled up with you Trying to catch my breath I've been chasing that sensation Halfway around the world And looking back On what we had Well, I've done it all I've seen it all, but I can't find it That's right, I've done it all, I've seen it all But I can't find a feeling like that